Hi. Hello. I'm Allie. I'm Hannah. And you're listening to What's, What's on, on Your, your mind? mind, the podcast. You always want to sing it a little bit, don't you? Yeah, I do. No. No. We paid $35 for a theme song. <laughs> I feel like there are so many updates, but actually there's nothing to share. Like, we don't have any new blog posts since last week. No. We haven't gone anywhere. Oh, I went to Tongyang. Yeah. So check out Instagram. Uh-huh. There nothing. We did release some stuff on Patreon. So yes, that's true. Shout out to Jihoon, Suzanne, and Emily. I feel like there's a bunch of stuff to say, but well, it's because we've not seen each other yeah. in basically a week. Yeah, but there's that's also not anything to say. <laughs> there's nothing to say. You know, I got a haircut. She got a haircut and a washing machine and a wash. I thought you were going to say and a wash, like <laughs> like you took a shower. <laughs> I was like, shower. okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's because I haven't seen you. Yeah. So it feels like I need to update people on stuff, but there's nothing to update. Right. There, there are good articles. We're going to post some good stuff here soon. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Good stuff in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Just need to get it moving. I think this week has just been an adjustment week for everybody. I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's just kind of going into the fall. The weather's getting cooler. People are like cracking down with their jobs a little yeah. more right now. Yeah. No more summer fun. Yeah. But Chuseok is soon. It is. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks. Week after next. Hannah, what's Chuseok? Chuseok is. I'm Ch- supposed to be the puppet. You're, <laughs> you're supposed to be the little girl oh, on TV yes. who teaches Chuseok, the puppet. Chuseok is the Korean Thanksgiving. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> um, it's a harvest festival. Yeah. Harvest so it's uh, it's when the, the 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 harvest would have been brought in for ready for the the winter, and they celebrate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and they celebrate it just like us us it's Americans a, mm. do with family and food. Go home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's a lunar holiday. Yes. Yeah. So it changes every year. The dates change, and um. And this year, it means we get a five-day Oh, my weekend. God. Finally. Last year, it was what? Two? It was just like one day it off? Was, yeah, just one day. Although I literally took the whole week off and I went to Singapore last year. Oh, you did. Oh, man. Oh, oh, I nice. freaking love Singapore. Yeah, no one's going anywhere this year. You're wearing the earrings I got you in Singapore. I am. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> what did you do last year? Uh, that's a very good question. You were here. Was your family here? No. Mm, no. Was anyone here? Uh, I wasn't. Maybe, I think someone Audrey wasn't. Brittany. My friend Brittany was, was visiting. Here? I think that was during Chuseok. Or it really? was very close to Chuseok. I can't remember. She came in her. September last year. Then Maybe it was, yeah. Maybe it was. But I can't remember exactly. I don't Probably think anybody do yeah, really did anything. Mm-mm. What are you going to do this year? Uh, I don't really know. We should talk about it. We should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should I, I kind of, I want to go somewhere. Go Why away. don't we go to that place that you said in November? I said I talked about saving oh, yeah. money, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. we might as well just go. We have yeah, time. why not? Let's do that. We're not going to tell you guys what it is. You're not allowed in a secret club because we're going to write a blog post about it probably. So <laughs> you have to wait. <laughs> Actually, you can join our secret club if you uh, go to Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash What's on Your Mind. Wow, sponsored. Segway. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. It's such yeah. a long holiday. Although I don't get paid, so that's not exciting. But uh, oh, I, I don't do. know if I get paid. Actually, I haven't asked my new job about holiday pay. Okay, mm. you should do that. Yeah, <laughs> you I should, should find do that. out. Yeah, my new job is uh, 
not clear about anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of right, right, riding along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky that I'm salaried. So <sighs> yeah, well, I could have been, but yeah, yeah, there are lots of things keeping me from that. So yeah, whatever. It's not forever. It's not. So I keep telling myself it's not. Definitely not. <sighs> Anywho. Anywho. I just keep copying you today. I'm like God, a little, like a, I'm like a parrot. I know you're obsessed with me and everything, but like, you don't need to show it to all of our listeners. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to not be obsessed with you. Oh my God, I know. Say it louder for the people on the back. No, She's just... really cool, guys. It's like so, you sound like you're going to cry. Knows, she knows all <laughs> these things and she's really pretty and, and she's just really nice and yeah. I'm making the ugliest face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, okay. Do you want to jump into it? Yeah, well, actually, I thought I came up with quite another good segue, but you like skipped over that. I said, I feel like a parrot, which is a bird. And today uh, our topic is a bird that can't fly. Penguin. Are they birds if they can't fly? They're still birds. Are you, is that is that by under like the idea that uh, they lay eggs and have wings? Is that what qualifies the bird? You're going to say something about a dragon, though, aren't you? I was going to say something about bugs. No, it's about like the <laughs> it's about the feathers and the things they eat, and it's all it's pterodactyls more... didn't. Well, we don't know if they had feathers. Are they? But they're not birds, I guess. Are they birds? No, they were reptiles. Pterodactyls were reptiles, but they. But they, they're all reptiles. No one really knows. Is a penguin a, I'm going to, you know what? A penguin is, is a, a bird. Pe- but is it? But is it? But yeah. so <laughs> is a penguin a bird? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why do you, why like, do you just ask oh. this? A penguin is a bird. Okay. Uh, it's no, about the blood right. and the yeah. things, like where the veins I and things are. I kind of knew it was a bird. I just kind of want to challenge it. It just it did say penguins are birds, but they are. I was so birds. disturbed by you asking me. That I know. Question. I mean, I knew they were birds. I just wanted to try and be difficult. <laughs> yeah, Aquatic birds. Aquatic bird. Fascinating. Okay, so our word is penguin. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk all about Pengsu. And if you don't know what Pengsu is, go Google him. He's really annoying. <laughs> uh, don't Google him. Don't Google him. We're it actually not, like this. No, don't. I like we're actually face. we're actually not gonna. This is another no, plug. Another plug coming up. Um, we're actually neither of us are going to talk about Pengsu for no, our main not. story, <laughs> which but, is so stupid because it's the most obvious thing to talk about. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to do it. Aww. So um, I am actually going to talk about Pengsu for the extra podcast story. Yay! If you don't know who Pengsu is, you should. Yeah. How do you not know? Oh my God! Get with the and program. And if you don't, you can go and become a patron on Patreon. You can go and become a Pengsu on Pengsuan. <laughs> I'm one of the few people him. who likes him. Yeah. I it was hilarious when you. So okay, just a little brief info. He's a he's like a TV character, and he he's just a silly penguin with earphones on, and I don't know. He sounds like a grumpy old man, um, and he got really popular for some reason. But I died laughing when you went to that cafe near your work and it was Pengsu's birthday. Yeah. And the girl, how many pictures did she print oh, out? Like hundreds. My, like, right. Okay. Um, if you've if you've ever been to a cafe here that has had a birthday party, like a mm. birthday event for K-pop stars, oh man, take that 
and times it by 10. It was insane. There were she put him- framed photos of Pengsu <laughs> on every single table. Oh, she like decked the whole table. There were table. hundreds and hundreds of photos on every single wall <laughs> and a huge, great big photo zone with these great big happy birthday banners in the oh window and stuff it was like i mean it was insane they say go hard or go home she did not go home she went to that cafe and she went hard as fuck it was like, like a sweet was, 16 birthday it was intense i wondered like if she was trying to win an award or like if she was trying to get pengsu to come to her cafe if I that's mean, what if she was trying i she mean she wins man Brian. she wins if i was impressed go, i was mad. impressed yeah, I was too. I laughed so much. It was so good. I don't like Pengsu, but it was amazing. If you had to do that for somebody or some character, <sighs> who would you do it for? Oh, that's really hard. That's a I really don't hard know. question. Like your favorite character. I don't have a favorite character. When I was young, I loved Violet Baudelaire from the okay. series of Unfortunate Events. Any uh-huh. girl that was like an inventor or with long black hair. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at you, Violet from The Incredible. Yeah, Violet Baudelaire. Okay, but not oh, Violet wait, from yeah. The Incredible. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? I didn't even. I didn't even understand that both of their names were Violet. What's What's this? Right, <laughs> you just like Violet. I think I just like Violet, women named Violet. Violet Beauregard. No, I loved Violet from The Incredibles. I loved her like emo angst. Okay, no, I thought she was dumb. You liked Dash, the little blonde. Boy. No, I like Jack. Jack. No, <laughs> actually, I like the yeah. mum. I like Mr. Incredible. I love him. We just like the Incredibles. Oh my gosh, guys. We like all of them. This They're is nice. not going the way that I expected it to. Um, anyway. Oh, one character uh, or person. Because it can be a person, right? Because they yeah. do have a... Oh, flipping it. Don't say your mom. No. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> I'm thinking of a celebrity that I'd do it for. I mean, I'd probably do it for Kim Soo-Yan. I love Kim Soo-Yan. Uh, I don't really know. I'll have to come back to you on that. Let's just all do it for Kerry Washington because who really deserves it more than Kerry Washington? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So I have no idea what you're going to talk about. You don't you changed it. I did, and you have kind of an idea what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Um, why don't you go first? I've been going first a lot these days. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. All right. I'm going to explain. It's another train. We've got another th- the another train of thought coming. Choo 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 choo. Ready? Um, so penguins are black and white generally. Okay. If you imagine a penguin, you think of a black and white. No, black I and don't. white. One. Shut up. Yes, you do. You know, but you do though. You do. No, of course I do. Yeah. I do. Penguins are black and white birds, which made me think of tuxedo, the national bird of Korea. Oh, oh, oh you the, did tell me. You just no, told me. No, no, well, yeah, yeah, this. The magpie. The magpie. Which the are national- also blue. So they're shiny blue. How are you gonna Okay, or right. <laughs> stop it, you're ruining my day. All right. Penguins are black and white, magpies are black and white, and magpies Society are the national bird of Korea. Okay. Um and then I was like, <laughs> well, I'll talk about the magpie, but no. Then I thought about um how <clears throat> in England, I think in maybe in the US too, I'm not sure actually. I don't know. Is this an English thing? I miss her magpie. Yeah. I think that's an English thing. I oh, didn't know about okay. it until I came to Interesting. England. Well, in England, um, there's a superstition attached to them, which is that if you see one, it's bad luck. So um, you have to see two together. And if you don't see the other one, because they're normally in a pair, mm-hmm. um, but if you don't see the other one, you have to say, 
like good morning mr magpie or mm. good afternoon mr magpie good evening mr magpie whatever um and that will stop the bad luck mm-hmm. like you won't have bad luck so i thought i would talk about korean superstitions awesome i thought i knew as, as soon as you said yeah. that i was like she's gonna talk about superstitions. <laughs> okay cool um so I've, I've actually mentioned some before um i've definitely mentioned one here on the podcast which is if you dream of golden poop yeah you'll get money right yeah so, like good luck for money mm-hmm. um and i know or that i'm pregnant or have a baby i think remember i told you about my student whose dad dreamed of the golden poop and then he called her and he was like oh. you take a pregnancy test and then she did and she was pregnant yes right crazy yeah weird anyway <laughs> um <laughs> they say uh dreaming of pigs as well that's is, true is the same pigs are a symbol of fertility yeah and they're good everywhere luck. little golden pigs too yeah and so dreaming of them is is a sign of good luck or like with with money or with just life or with pregnancy because mm-hmm. it's fertility um uh, i know i mentioned one in one of my uh articles on the website which was about um kind of dispelling my article was dispelling like the what, what did i call it um i don't know but it's kind of like stereotypes that people yes. tell you about when you come to korea rules and etiquette that you have to follow yeah that aren't really true yeah or which are true Strictly, but they're not followed yeah you know um i mentioned one of the superstitions in there which is it's um uh putting your spoon straight up in rice mm, or mm-hmm. chopsticks straight up in rice is bad luck who even does that though no I've one never no one does <laughs> i know right <laughs> i know but dig a hole yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna bring up holes every single podcast holes episode now. <laughs> i'm tired of this <laughs> grandpa, grandpa. <laughs> i'm done um and if you haven't read that article i suggest it because i it's really I good it's, yeah uh, really handy <laughs> but um also if you've not read it um sticking a spoon straight up in rice is bad luck because that's what they do um for the on the when they serve rice on the tarie table mm, the, funeral. the ancestral rites or the funeral table yeah. um and that's it's like a food offering yeah and that sticks straight up so that the spirits can feed mm-hmm. basically you know um so if you stick your if you're out at dinner and you stick your spoon straight up or your chopsticks straight up in your rice that's um inviting Mm. ghosts ghosts in right um some people also say it's because it uh like the chopsticks it, it um it looks like incense mm. and that's the smoke supposed to help them travel mm. right to help yeah, the spirits yeah. travel mm-hmm. um so there's like two two sides to that one um so yeah i've mentioned those before so i've got 10 okay that i know i haven't spoken about bring them on in any article on the podcast um so a lot of the um a lot of the superstitions are rooted in shamanism Mm -hmm. um and some of them are just folk beliefs um but yeah let's go through them curious how many i know i'm curious if you added the one that gyeongjun always makes me do uh do i know this one have you told me this i think you were there once when he did it uh he takes it like very seriously i don't think i have it then because i don't remember okay i'll, I'll let I, you know a, i have a vague okay I'll all let right you know if you have it <laughs> um so the first one i've got down is writing a name in red oh okay yeah um if you ever become a teacher here in korea 
mm-hmm. you're writing on the board, do not ever pick up a red pen. I use red markers every time. I do too. I just <laughs> I just did it last week. But the kids, if you're wondering why the kids freak out, um, if you write someone's name in red, um, it's uh, really bad luck. That's so funny. Um, my kids never ever say I'm. Do they not? No. Mine always say it. <laughs> Suwon kids are my kids in my current school. My kids in my previous school. They Weird. all said it. Yeah, no, no, I learned no. it at my old school. I might have ever said that. So, so red funny. is the color. Red is the color that. Um, so this is a superstition that originated in China because red is the color that. Um, was used um, to write uh, the person's name on their death certificate. Mm. Um, so writing someone's name in red is akin to a death wish, right. basically. Um, a death wish, and it just brings, just believed to bring general bad luck. Mm. So yeah, don't write people's names in red. <laughs> um, the second one um, that I've got here, which is a pretty simple one, um, I think... We have this superstition too, but I might be wrong. I might be mixing things up in my head. Um, if you give your partner a pair of shoes as a gift, they'll run away or they'll cheat on you. I've heard of that in Korea. We definitely don't have that in America. But in America, we believe if you put shoes on a table, someone you know will die. Ah, we have that superstition in the UK too. Absolutely. Invented by mothers to stop their children <laughs> from putting shoes. Most When you think about most superstitions, they were like definitely uh-huh. made by moms. It was new shoes. I thought it was new shoes on a table. Uh, was it just any shoes? I've only ever heard just shoes. Okay. So whether my mom said that. I think she just said that to me so that I wouldn't put shoes on the table. Okay. It's like you know when a kid makes an ugly face and you're like you're gonna get stuck your face don't do that, that if way. the wind blows the wrong way yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like it just made my moms to get their kids to yeah stop true doing stuff. <laughs> probably um but that's so funny so like if a if a partner got you a pair of shoes yeah would you feel like offended like he wants you to like he's subtly telling you to leave <laughs> No, I'd just she's, be like, he doesn't care about the superstition. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, he knows me really well. <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm like, has Gyeongjun ever bought me shoes? I don't think so. No? No. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, because you've not run away. <laughs> nope. Sticking around. Uh, number three. I, why did I do this? For, no, okay, I'm going to switch it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to switch it because that's really unsatisfying. I've just realized. Okay. Okay, number three. If a crow cries, bad luck will follow. Oh, I know what number three is. You know what number four yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which you just right. Wait, um, you Number three, number three, if a crow cries, bad uh-huh. luck will follow. Um, well, that's just ridiculous. I hear crows all the time. They're <laughs> <laughs> like one that lives on the telephone pole oh, by really? my house. Like, what? Well. How can you, what if you just live, what if you, what? Uh, well, I don't know. Don't Everyone in me. England is dead. Right. <laughs> Um, but they say that's because crows are attracted to dead bodies yeah i mean i feel like crows get a bad rep like i feel like they're always associated with beautiful really clever animals yeah yeah anyway yes okay (laughs) number four this is why i had to switch it Uh uh-huh number four on my list is the fact that the number four is an unlucky number right so in um is it says sino korean sino or sino Sino-Korean, so Sino, Chinese. Okay. Um, in Sino-Korean numbers, which are the, the numbers that come from Chinese, yeah. um, the number four, Sa, is said the same way as the Chinese character for death. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, it's not everywhere, actually. It's not, it's not that common here. At least I've not seen it very much. But um, if you go in the, in the 
in the lifts mm-hmm. in the elevators here um oftentimes there won't be a number four mm-hmm. they'll just have the num the letter f mm-hmm. um the airplanes never have row four right some floors don't even have a fourth floor no. it's like the UK. which is ridiculous because they There's- do yeah right they do (laughs) but they don't (laughs) it's like in the uk we don't have Mm. house number 13 right in american airplanes you don't have row 13 Mm. yeah we don't we often don't have floor 13 either actually isn't that so weird that like that belief has like been institutionalized like how (laughs) yeah right it makes you wonder about like the people like ceos like i want to i want to do a research project and like how superstitious like the leaders of the world are because mm. those are the people who you know design those things like yeah. very wealthy uh-huh. powerful people yeah. so they must believe in superstition uh-huh or or are they doing that because they think most people believe it i don't know do you believe it i, I don't believe it no but i do get a little creeped out on friday the, the 13th <laughs> i did have a really bad year once oh really i don't remember what happened but my sister was born on friday the 13th wow. so i was born on september 11th so join the party <laughs> no i wasn't born on september 11th yeah that was not the year i was born <laughs> my student the other day i was like what year are you born in? He's like 2000 and, and I was like, you don't need to finish. You've already said and. <laughs> like, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, so yeah, number four. I get this. I, I get it though. I get it. Number four is the same as death. So if you go yeah. to a wedding, you should never give any amount of money with a four in it. Mm. They, I mean, they even say you shouldn't give any even number. It should always be yeah. a, um, like, not, not a, I don't mean even number. I mean like, um, you give 10,000, 30,000, 50,000, you never give the even 20, 40, months. 60. Yeah, you right. never give those. Particularly 40 mm-hmm. or like 140, you never give anything with a four in it. Can you imagine like that bitch that you have to invite to your party because like she's, you know her because you know someone yeah. and she gives you $40. I mean, whatever is $40. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's my she mentality. Me, she could have given me 30, but she gave me 40. All right. Okay, you can come back. <laughs> um, come back. Come on, <laughs> back to a wedding. <laughs> so that was number four. All right, number five. Um, I really like this one. So if you eat seaweed, if you eat seaweed soup on the day of an exam, you'll fail. Yeah, because it's slippery. Yeah, the seaweed's slippery, so it's thought that you'll slip and fail mm-hmm. when you uh, you'll slip up in the test. Um, on the other hand, if you eat dark rice cakes or yacht hard taffy, love yacht. Um, you'll nougat, pass. Yeah, nougat. America, yeah. yeah. Um, you'll pass because these are sticky foods, and the good luck will stick to you. Yes. Yeah, I, I really like that. that. It's really cute. Also, like dark is better than seaweed soup, so oh, yeah, bring it way on. Better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number six, washing your hair will wash good luck away. Never heard that one. Have you not? Nope. I've heard this one before. Um, so what? Yeah, if you wash your hair, it washes away all your good luck. So, um, uh, and of course, I'm generally speaking because not everyone believes these. They're superstitious, mm, of course, you know. Right. But um, Koreans won't wash their hair on New Year's Day. Mm. Oh, okay. So okay. they don't wash away probably their both good New luck Year's right away. Right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes even before an exam. Oh, see, for me, if I have a test day, I dress up super hot so that even if I do bad on the test, I feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah, I need the shower to like wake me up and feel fresh and ready. Yeah, I yeah. like to feel good so that if all else goes wrong, 
I look good. You look good? Yeah. <laughs> good. I like that. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> gives you a, oh, it gives you confidence as well, right? Yeah, so exactly. So maybe you'd even do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is one that I hadn't heard, actually. Um, number seven. If you put a mirror in front, like if your mirror is in front of the doorway, you will, um, excuse me, I'm sorry. If you put your mirror in front of the door, um, it will reflect all the good luck, stop them from coming inside. And we've both just realized I have a mirror directly opposite my front door. <laughs> and I have a huge mirror directly opposite my bedroom door. Uh-huh. So this whole house has just gone to, gone to shit. In America, we have houses <laughs> called, um, I think they're called slingshot houses. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound right. Um, slingshot house. And what it, it, it's an old kind of, no, it's not that. Gunshot house? Gunshot house? shotgun house a shotgun house mm-hmm. so a shotgun house is like when you open the front door the door to the back yeah. yard is in line so okay. that like if you open your front door you can immediately see your back door okay and we believe that's bad luck because if it's like all of your luck that comes in just goes straight out it's very ah. feng shui based i mean yeah right yeah right the way the energy mm. flows mm-hmm yeah. Feng shui is so important in China. Like, I don't even think normal people realize how seriously they take it. Like, it's mm. insane. Mm-hmm. Like, in Hong Kong, every single building is, like, so specifically designed for feng oh, shui. Oh, yeah, the architecture and stuff, Everything. Right? There is a really good article on that. Yeah? Yeah. You should find and share it, even though we're not I will. No, Kong, I'll, I'll share it on I'll share it on our Facebook page. It's Let me write really that down. interesting. While you write it down, I'll tell them a story. Like, in Hong Kong, there's a really, really big building. I can't remember what it is now, but it's it's a cylindrical building, so it looks like a cigarette. So the people uh, of Hong Kong yeah. complained, it's going to bring bad luck, it's going to bring fire. So the city built a pool on top of the building that nobody can even go to, as far as I know. I think it's literally just a pool of water to get rid of the bad luck. Yeah. And the buildings have holes in them for the dragons in the mountains to get to the water. It's really interesting. Yeah, I love it. I like the one about um, the the banks. Oh, the the, the, the Bank of China. The Bank the of knife? China is like, um, like it looks like a knife. Yeah. It's really sharp and shiny. Um, the mayor and, died right after they built that, and yeah. the point it pointed towards his house, so everybody uh-huh. freaked out. And it was like China, so they were like, "Yes, <gasps> right." <laughs> um, and HSBC, the bank, like HSBC, yeah, they, they built. The cannons? They built cannons on top, yeah. almost to like shoot the, to shoot the bad energy back <laughs> at the building. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. I know it's maybe it's kind of sad. I don't know, but when I went to Hong Kong last summer, mm. and I I saw it. I saw it by chance. We weren't even mm. supposed to be like walking around there because I I went during the the riots and there were yeah, there had just right. been a huge march all the way through that area. Right. Um, we just found ourselves there mm. and i looked up and i was like oh, it's the hong kong it's the the, the <laughs> hsbc building and oh, there's the bank of china i was like i know about these things <laughs> i was <laughs> so happy <laughs> yeah oh. um there was one another bank that was built right in the middle of them and they all of the corners are curved like it's a rectangular building but it's got totally curved corners so mm-hmm. that all of the so that all the energy will just flow around it around instead it. of instead of hitting, hitting it. it. Yeah, that's so interesting. But yeah, I'm yawning, but it is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, we're talking about yeah, Korea. Korea. Gosh, oh my gosh! Don't put your mirror in front of your door because it will reflect the good luck back out. Hannah, 
Yeah, I need to move all my mirrors now. <laughs> I need to move them all. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, number eight, um, stepping on the threshold of a house is mm. bad luck. And um, if you go to a temple or a palace, you know, the there's that piece of wood that tends to be raised. Yeah. Don't step on that either. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so you'll in- break the king's back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what king? Um, so in that's because in Korea, Korea times, right? In Korea, in mm-hmm. Korea times, a person was put in their coffin in their house and was um, left there for several days mm. before they were taken away. And they say that was to like give time for the spirit <clears> to kind of sort themselves out, tie up their loose ends and then be on their way um, and to cross into the afterlife. And they said that the threshold of the house was thought to be um, the threshold between the living world and the afterlife. Mm. And once the coffin was taken out, the spirit had gone with it and moved on because they they leave through that door. Mm. Um, But stepping on that threshold is bad luck. Right. Because reopening something. Yeah. Or part of you, or, or you don't know. Messaging, messaging, messing up the system. <laughs> right. Uh, number nine. I, I like this one. Um, there are actually some variations of this one, but um, uh, I'll tell you the one that I like. Uh, if you whistle at night, you'll meet a snake. Yes, <laughs> I've heard this so many times. I love it. That guy singing every night must be having a great. It's the air of Slytherin. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, he's not whistling, but. Some people say annoying. that um, if you whistle at night, you'll um, you'll meet ghosts or that's evil what spirits. I've heard, I think, but yeah. I have heard the snake one. The snake one. I like the snake one. <laughs> it's kind of cute. I just imagine like walking down the road, like whistling my little song, and then out he pops. Hello, because it's not because they never say like you'll like c- encounter or you'll come into contact with a snake. It's you'll meet, meet a, snake. a snake. It's like oh, hello, sir. How are you having a good, good evening? Right. He's wearing, imagining he's wearing a little bowler hat. <laughs> yes, a little, tiny little monocle guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Pisa. Uh, speaking of uh, monocles and molar hats, the new Enola Holmes trailer looks pretty good. Yeah. All right, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the end. I mean, it's it's Henry Cavilla, Sherlock Holmes. Uh-huh. What else have we ever wanted okay. in our life? Yeah. So <laughs> I like that they made him smart. Not like the kind of they they seem to be on this like train of having a really really strange Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but he wasn't in the book. He was a little weird, but he was pretty normal. Uh huh. This is so off topic. Okay, please go for our last superstition. <laughs> Hong Kong and Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the final superstition. Go. Uh, you know this. Two words. Fan death. Oh my god! Uh, when, <laughs> I know some people though. Like my ex seriously believed this, and yeah. it drove me insane. Well, especially in the summer. So, for anyone who doesn't know this superstition around fan death, um, they say that sleeping with a fan on at night in a room with doors and windows closed will kill you. So they say that it's because of like the air that circles. You know, you're breathing out carbon dioxide, and so it'll it'll make you it'll cause asphyxiation um how does any how do any of those people travel on a plane uh, right <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so actually Just... what fears around electric fans started in the late 20s um but some people think that the korean government like stoked the fires of these fears even more in the 70s uh because there was an energy crisis and they wanted people to stop using fans at night um 
but yeah, fan death. It's a real thing that people believe here. And mm. um, yeah. I just don't even have any comment. I <laughs> didn't have an aircon in my room when we lived together. So I slept for the whole summer with a fan. She's here, guys. I uh, I lived to tell the tale. Wow. Brave and true. Yeah, I am. Just. I am. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I that can't. was fun. That was informative. Yeah. Interesting, right? That- yes, I want to know. It wasn't any of these, was it? No, it wasn't. No. And uh, yeah, he. Um, if you go to a funeral, you cannot go inside your house until somebody throws salt on you. And okay. my boyfriend has been to two funerals in the past month unfortunately uh-huh. um but he would not come in and one time i didn't answer my phone and he just stood outside for oh. like an hour oh no <laughs> really yeah he would not come in like i told this to some of my other korean friends and they were like oh yeah but nobody takes that seriously like it's such an old tradition and i was like my boyfriend is dead serious but my boyfriend has had a lot of experiences with ghosts so mm, i think he, yeah they believe that if you do go in without throwing salt on yourself that the ghost spirit will or some bad spirit that might have come through at the funeral yeah um will come in with you so mm. the salt like cleanses yeah cleanses you i guess so yeah i salt's used in a lot of in a lot as a like a cleanser in a right. lot of things yeah yeah awesome. interesting okay yeah do you have any other uh superstitions in america that we have so many. I, I mean, obviously the big ones like black cat crosses the road yeah. and bad luck. Um, Breaking a mirror. In Germany, we believe that if a bird poops on you, it's good luck. Oh, yeah. Do you they have that, have that in England, yeah. Yeah, breaking mirror. Um, don't step on a crack. You'll break your mom's back. Mm-hmm. Some people actually do be- like believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> walking under a ladder? Yep, walking under one? a ladder. Okay. I can't think of any like unique ones. Yeah, same. I know there are, but... Mm. Maybe the most unique one was the shoes. I know that we have the shoes one in mm. in England too, because it's in uh, Blood Brothers. Yeah, shoes upon the table and a spider's been killed. Mm. On that song. Mm. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. But uh, yeah, are you looking up things? I am <laughs> opening a win- opening a, an umbrella inside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a big one. That's a big no no. I guess um I guess you could say our British one was a magpie. Yeah, yeah, we don't have yeah. No, you don't have that. In America, I don't know. Honestly though, Americans are a lot of Americans are religious, so there's so many superstitions. Uh-huh. So like I could it's probably differs per state. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. I'll try and think of some. Okay. And uh, and guys, please let us know if you have any yeah. interesting tradi- uh, traditions, any interesting <laughs> superstitions from your country. I bet my mom will know some from America. So, mom, leave another voice message. On yes, the hundred you normally always send. <laughs> we love them. I love. We them. do love them. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We really yeah. do. Yeah, let us know. I know every culture has like really unique things. Yes, that was a good idea. Thanks. I wonder if you're going to be able to guess why I'm talking about my topic. Okay. So I wonder if you're going to find the link. Mine. Okay. Mine is. I'm going to talk today. It's a little. Maybe a little bit more historical. It's been a long time. Finally. Ali has come out. (laughs) I'm going to talk today and introduce more. So a lot of people who study Korean history. They're going to know what this is. So hang in there. These are for people who don't know about it. Penguins. Yeah. I'm going to talk about something called. Ui Gue. 
Uigue. It's got to be something to do with how you say penguin in Korean, no? Uh-uh. Uigue. Uigue, <laughs> the guin. Gwe. I'll tell you what it is, and then you have to guess um, why I did this. Okay. So the uigue is a generic name, so it's kind of like an umbrella term. Yeah. For a huge collection, 3,895 books recording in detail all of the royal rituals and ceremonies of the Joseon dynasty. Okay. Is this because, (laughs) did you think of a picture of penguins and there were like thousands of them all together? (laughs) Emperor penguins? No, I didn't. No? That's a good idea. I just thought about the emperor penguin. No. Oh, emperor? (laughs) Oh, you gave me No, I didn't even think about that. That's not, I, that. that's not what I did. Is that why emperor? No. And that's why you thought about royal stuff? No, I I thought about um tuxedo. And then I thought about talking about boys before flowers and like that kind of like rich fancy boy. Okay. And then I started thinking about like where you wear tuxedos and you always wear them to special ceremonies and events. And then okay. I thought, oh, the Uigue would be so interesting to introduce. Oh yeah, I would totally have gotten that. If you'd just <laughs> given me like ten more seconds, I would I would have been there. That's the train of thought, you know? <laughs> That's how it is. I don't think I would have gotten yours though. No. No, not? not at all. But magpie, no. Okay, because I don't you don't have superstitions around magpies. I just also don't like. I I guess when I think of black and white animals, I don't think of a magpie. I think of like a zebra or, uh, or something. Well, I was like penguins, a black and white bird. What's another black right. and white bird? I don't you think know? I. No, I don't think I would have gotten it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, I want to talk about the uigue. Uigue. Mm, it's hard okay. to say. Uigue. <laughs> if you want to say in English, there's no. Um, officially agreed upon name but i think the best one for me is like the royal protocols of the joseon dynasty okay some people call it the book of state rights or like the manual of state events but whatever okay okay so every single state function every single state event every marriage every birthday every whatever Mm -hmm. there was a wee issued for that thing there would be a whole committee set up way in advance who would make decisions of exactly how the ceremony would take place what everybody would wear where Uh everybody would be standing what everything so these are like the most intense wedding planners ever ever (laughs) except for everything (laughs) yes and it would be written everything would be written down in incredible detail um, and they would be accompanied with like very elaborate paintings. Okay, it makes my it makes my uh okay the my with for, with good reason and I understand why. Um, my manager at work is a bit of a micromanager. Well, oh my god, this is her perfect job. Quite a micromanager. Um, and whenever we have events, we used to have. All of this. Oh, we <laughs> We used to have an Uigwe. Oh my god! Next time, next time she gives it to you, be like, "Thanks for the Uigwe," and just yeah. look at her face, look at her reaction. But she's like, gonna know what that means. Yeah, we would get everything. We would get little maps that she'd oh drawn of like who's gonna stand where and wow, that's yeah, okay. Too much. But this makes her seem like normal. Yeah, this is a big deal. <laughs> so Uigwe started to be produced in like the 15th century, 1400s, so early Chosun. Okay. Um, but it continued 
all the way until the end of the kingdom. And the reason that they documented everything was they wanted to kind of preserve the Confucian cultural world. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they, they really revered kind of propriety and rituals and organization. Uh-huh. So it not only reflected, it not only educated how you should have an event and what was successful and what wasn't successful, but it kind of, you know, shows the philosophy of the government and, and mm-hmm. how the state was run during Joseon with Confucian principles. Mm. So um, did they have like, like a like a reflections a, a, a space for reflections on the event yeah like if things change they might they might make an, a new copy or they might yeah go back and change the old ones exactly or they'd, or they'd write about like oh this was good and this was bad and that person shouldn't have stood there or yeah or maybe they would have rewritten it okay. entirely for the, oh, the, the, okay. the way that was better but honestly they spent so much time planning everything like usually it was perfect okay um and all the details. <laughs> Even if it didn't go perfect, the guy's probably like so lazy. He's like, I don't want to. Yeah. Back. <laughs> um, so some of the rites that are included are coronations, like I mentioned, weddings, any kind of banquet, um, funerals, any painting of a royal portrait. That was a special event that needed a wigwe and jesa ancestral rites. Those are all examples. painting a picture of a royal portrait. Really? A, yeah. What? Like who was there? Well, probably people who would have been there, to, like soldiers, making sure the king was safe. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, officials to make sure that nobody disrespected the king. The The artist probably had to sit a certain place so yeah. that he respected the king. All right. Yeah, I imagine it was like quite the big shebang. Okay. On uh, royal portrait then. <laughs> of which like none survived. But anyway. <laughs> oh, so every Uigwe... Um, some of them had several volumes and some of them had several copies and they were, like I mentioned, um, a lot of them were written by hand, but later they started to be used with a uh, wood blocks. Okay. So for the history archive copies, mm-hmm. um, and almost all Uyghur had one exclusive edition just for the king, which was super, super beautifully designed. They had all this silk covering wow. and like embroidery, the highest quality paper, you know, the best calligraphy. And that was only for him. So there were actually like 6,000, 7,000 odd. I think that number in- includes the copies. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, there's a lot. Um, yeah, and so the Uyghur for funerals and weddings had all of the processions and where every person had to stand oh, in the parade. Whoa, okay. So you've probably seen it all over Korea. Like, one place where it's really popular is Cheonggyecheon. There's a whole wall with a mural of a Uyghur. Oh, those paintings are those actually, are they're all, like from the Uyghur? from the Uyghur, Oh, yeah. wow. Um, I think the one in Cheonggyecheon. I mean, they're super famous. You'll see that. I mean, you can see them in subway stations, everything. Like, Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, so you can see yeah, like, yeah. all these little people, they look like they're in a parade. Those are. It looks like, it looks like, um, you know, how people would paint pictures of events like after it's happened. Right. Like, it's like, a, like the photograph of the time, right. you know, but it, that's actually the plan. That's the plan. Wow. Instead of literally just putting like a little circle and writing their name in it, they painted the whole person. They painted everything. Flipping heck. I know. No wonder they're planned like years in advance. They had nothing else to do. (laughs) (laughs) True. That was their one job, I guess. And they only lived to be 40, so take 20. (laughs) 20 years, whatever. No, it didn't take that long, but. (laughs) Yeah, so. yeah, these are really uh, interesting pieces of history because not only are they very informative and we can understand 
everything and we can imagine everything as perfectly as it would have happened. Mm. But also they're really beautiful works of art. The illustrations are so elaborate and Uh everything, you know, is done by hand. Um, And they really helped people in the future generations. So if word of mouth didn't, you know, travel or carry something, then all people had to do was go back and look at these as a reference. And so it would reduce any kind of error or mistakes and everything would be kept exactly the way that it could be. So that's why it lasted for so long. It was very useful. I guess that's handy at my work too. Yeah. Once you have one, you don't, you don't ever need to question it again. Um, so these became part of UNESCO's Memory of the World Heritage Program in 2007. Mm-hmm. But the week I have some pretty interesting bumps in the road. Okay. In their journeys. Drama. So here's the drama. <laughs> <laughs> there are two situations I want to talk about that Uyghur got itself into. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a person. In 1782, um, that's okay. Um, no, wait, to okay. me all the time. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't normally <laughs> do this. Um, you don't uh, actually. You're really good. I'm yeah. the one that always forgets. <laughs> I don't know if that matters that note or if I accidentally moved it there. I'm going to fast forward to 1866. Okay. So 1866 was a French campaign against Korea. Okay. I don't know if a lot of people know that. No, I don't know that. Fun, fun times. So the French wanted to get access to the authorities. They wanted to like get in contact with the royals of Korea. And okay. Korea like, no. And so French troops attacked Kang. Ah, oh, that's why I wrote it. Kangwado Island. So in 1782, jumping back, mm-hmm. um, there was a huge library, a huge library there that was built to accommodate an overflow of the Uyghur on Kangwado. Yes. Okay. That were in Changdokgung. So there were too many. So they built this huge library ah, there. Okay. And um, most of the copies were there. Okay. So back to the French in 1866. So they attacked Kangwado mm-hmm. and they took like all of the books. Really? Um, yeah, like literally everything. They took silverware. They took a bunch of royal artifacts. And they were kept at the Bibliothèque Nationale de France. The National Library National Library of France. But did I say the French phrase? Bibliothèque. Bibliothèque yeah. Nationale de France. <laughs> so they the were kept Bibliothèque there. Nationale de France, de France. Yeah. in de France. Paris um, right after the soldiers got back to Paris uh-huh. and you know what they were like literally forgotten about I mean what? like even Korean people didn't even really try oh. to get them back what? until 1975 they had another party <laughs> they they needed the plan. Okay. Yeah, right. The procession. Come on, guys. Back in formation. Oh, Let's what go. the heck do we do? There's no way. <laughs> there France. Was, Hello, like, France. Um, can you get you got our books? Back? Well, <laughs> can you get back? Not, not for the <laughs> not for the party reason, but a Korean scholar named Park Byung Sun um, discovered them there while he was working as a librarian in 1975. Mm. And he got the Korean government to make an official request for the books in 1992. Um, the French president in 1993, 19- yeah, 1992, the French president in 1993 returned one book on a visit to Seoul, but he promised to return them. And then <laughs> nothing ever happened. So in 2010, this is so recent, right? A soul-based what? like civic group like took the initiative and 
to they requested them all again and then the paris court rejected it again but then finally in 2010 in the g20 summit in seoul um the french president oh i don't know his name anyways the french president and im young Bak, in when the 2010 nicholas sarkozy yeah sarkozy so he did return the documents on a five-year renewable loan basis and from april to june alone a five-year renewable loan basis <laughs> yeah this is from the library they've loaned the books from the library summary. they've checked them out so from, from the April National Library. I'm sorry, I find that really entertaining. Uh, they were in the library. Korea borrowed, really think Korea that... borrowed their books back from the, the French library. This is literally the story of like everyone who's not white. Can you a library oh card? Can I have a picture of back? South Korea. Can I, can I have my book <laughs> Can I renew it? I'm not done with them yet. This is a story that's been told too many times. But I don't really think they're going to ask them back. Um, they got all of the books back um, in 2011 in separate installments and to, I thought this was really cute to mark the return of the stolen Uyghur. Did they have a party? There was was a special episode of running man where members had to find the sleeping Uyghur that was stored underground in Song Jiho Hyo (laughs) one. That's pretty cute. But it took them over 200 years to get their stuff back. Yep. I don't know. I can't really say a lot as a British person and all the, the artifacts that we have in our museums in the UK, years. but oh, but like it took them nasty <laughs> stuff. Long time. I mean, they want, yeah. I mean, they didn't, yeah, right. Exactly. Don't even get me started on the Parthenon in the British Museum. Mm-hmm. Oh, I literally don't even get me started. But then there's one other bump in the road. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 1922. Okay. What was happening in Korea in 1922? Don't put me on the spot like that. Japanese occupation. Yeah, the occupation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, if you... Yes. 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 In 1922, a lot... 167 volumes (laughs) I'm very new to all of this. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you knew what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, so 167 volumes of Uyghur and a thousand other Korean relics were taken and stored in the University of Tokyo. Okay. And in November 2008, the Seoul City Council um, passed resolution asking Japan to return the Uyghur. Um, and the reason they wanted this one so badly in particular is that it's it was believed to have included Empress Myung-song at Queen Min's state funeral protocol. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so obviously then the Japanese, of course, they would have taken that. You know, since yeah. they were the ones who freaking did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and that that funeral lasted for like two years. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Two years. They like mourned her for like two years. Yeah. Wow. And so people. So I. Um. Yeah. So and then in August 2010, um, Prime Minister Khan said that he was going to give the Uyghur back because that was the the centenary of the Japanese annexation of Korea. So he was like, now's the time. Yeah. He also wanted to try and make better relations. Mm-hmm. And then the prime minister the next year in 2011, Prime Minister Noda, he also returned five copies um, to help improve relations. And those copies had the royal rituals of King Gojong and King Sunjong, the last two emperors of the okay. Joseon dynasty. All right. All of the other volumes um, were returned in 2011. All right. So Korea has all their Uyghur back? Yeah. Oh. Except I guess some of it's owned by France, technically, but 
Yeah, it's all here. It's on Korean soil. Unless unless there's a couple people are <laughs> hiding at home, you know, like some French soldiers are like, I want to learn a bit of Korean. So yeah. I'm just going to put this in my bag. And now it's just in some family's house. But yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a shame, though. You know, it didn't improve Japanese and Korean relations in the end. I mean, screw France. What the hell? Yeah, that too. Literally, what the hell? Like, who are you? You literally like. You don't even care about Korea. You didn't even right. like, have any anything here. Like, what do you what? <laughs> That's like always what I don't understand. Like when people take stuff and then they say, "Oh, but we're better at storing it than you are." And I'm like, "But it's literally not yours." That's what the British Museum did. They're like, yeah, well, "We can the, take care of it." Yeah, better. right. And it's like, well, but, uh, but, uh, I mean, part of me, part of me understands it because they are things that you do want to see maintained and taken care of. But then there is the other part, which is like, but it's not yours. So you don't have a right to it. So they can do with it what they please because it's theirs. But like in Greece and in Korea, they have the exact same museum curation as they do in England. Like why or France? Like, why would they think that the Greek museums couldn't take care of it true, you know true unless they have like irrefutable evidence that they won't take care of it well and do you know what i mean yeah they didn't because did you know what happened with the england the british museum uh vaguely i've heard of they bit. said we'll give you back the pieces of the parthenon if you build a specific museum to hold them because uh-huh. you don't have a place big enough so the greek government built a whole museum and okay. they still didn't give it back all right yes yeah I ridiculous <laughs> i mean i got they they said like the argument that when we found them they were just laying on the ground mm. like they weren't being protected but now you know how many years has that been? right right or, yeah i, uh, I wasn't trying to make any sort of argument no. for them <laughs> i just no. you know if if they did have there might be situations yeah if they did have like real like evidence zones. that they would not be able to take care of it well enough then i mean it could be i didn't do enough digging but it could be that france said you're you know you are an active war zone in korea if you go to war with north korea it could be. Like, that's very true that's yeah. that's pretty solid argument and yeah. i mean it, definitely it makes them money you know they earn money to protect those things so right right get more visitors as well so yeah there are definitely arguments for that and then there probably are countries where their curation is not yeah good enough yeah yeah but um yeah anyways so hmm. go look up pictures. Thank you. The, I didn't even know they existed. I like the pictures of the clothes and like people drawing like little yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. It's really I imagine like guys like fifty year old painters in a palette <laughs> just like drawing little shirts and Aww, shoes cute. and hats. <laughs> like like paper dolls. <laughs> that's really yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, I had you no idea welcome. they existed. I knew about the um the the like journals the palace mm. journals yeah you've probably seen them but you didn't, mm. might not have known they were this massive but collection i didn't know and... that they were like party plans party plans <laughs> funeral pants i mean that's part of that could be a party it's a kind of party it's the party celebrating life actually korean funerals are i mean they're very very somber but like you're supposed to get like you know because it's it's open all the time like you can go yeah. at four in the morning and the yeah, family yeah. will be awake and they'll accept you and you drink and yeah you know, it's kind of yeah kind of nice yeah can see everybody just keep getting drunk for three days yeah sounds pretty good kind of sad as well though yeah all right should we move on from talking <laughs> yeah. about funerals okay um <laughs> what about our next topic yeah we're not prepared with like our topics but days. i like that um <laughs> your turn okay, I've, okay i've come up with the last two 
why don't you say a word and then I'll say the first word that I think of when Velvet. you say that word. I thought of purple, which uh, okay, it doesn't work because we just did that. Okay, uh, we go a little slower. You should like get in the brain. You ready? Yes. Honey. I mean, I thought of bees. Oh, bees. Okay. Let's okay. do bees. Okay. I'm just not trying to think now if I can do anything slightly more creative than bee. Honey. Uh, all right. Let me give you something else. Tennis. I thought of neon yellow. Neon? <laughs> all right. What the heck? Neon, neon or? Neon or bees. Neon or bees. Shall we rock, paper, scissors? I'll okay, be bees okay. and you'll be neon. Okay. Ready? Rock. Are we on shoot or scissors? Uh, scissors. Okay. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, I win. Bees. Bees. Okay. We're coming back with bees. We are. Meep, boop. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything else to add, obviously. Hence that's All right, everyone. Buzz off. Bye. See you next week. Oh, <laughs> bye. Love you. Bye.